Today in Science from Wired. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How Hillary turned into a monster storm. Mexico and the western U.S. are reeling from record-shattering rainfall. Blame high ocean temperatures and prepare for worse to come as the planet warms. By Matt Simon. Like ringing out a great big sponge in the sky, starting this weekend, tropical storm Hillary dumped an incomprehensible amount of water on Mexico, southern California, Arizona, and Nevada, breaking virtually all rainfall daily records, according to the National Weather Service. Mount San Jacinto near Palm Springs got nearly a foot of rainfall over two days, while Mount Wilson in Los Angeles County got 8.56 inches. Even at some lower elevations, the rain has been relentless, 4.8 inches in Beverly Hills and 4.7 in Van Nuys. Hillary's deluge has caused widespread flooding and debris flows, Roaring rivers of mud, boulders and trees, destroying homes and businesses, and overwhelming people in their cars. As of Monday morning, there was no way in or out of Palm Springs, a very extreme situation at the moment, said Mayor Grace Garner. Officials have only begun to calculate the damage. And while it'll take some time for scientists to fully work out how much climate change contributed to Hillary's destruction, such storms will likely get more and more ferocious as the world warms. What made Hillary, which began life as a hurricane in the eastern Pacific, so gnarly? Simply put, warm ocean water fuels hurricanes in the tropics. Warm, moist air at the surface of the sea rises and the surrounding air rushes in to fill its place, creating winds. The winds at the surface of the ocean pick up energy in the form of moisture and heat, says climate scientist Kartik Balaguru, who studies hurricanes at the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory. This air spiraling in towards the center of the storm, if it carries more moisture with it, once it rises, it is able to release more latent heat energy. This process invigorates the storm. Sea surface temperatures happen to be particularly hot right now in the eastern Pacific due to the ongoing development of El Nino. This is a smear of warm water extending off the coast of South America westward into the Pacific. Storms that form in the eastern Pacific during El Nino years are tapping into this additional heat from the ocean, and they tend to intensify more, says Balaguru. That is why almost all studies have shown that during El Nino years, the eastern Pacific tends to be very active in terms of hurricane activity. Every two to three years on average, though, a hurricane forms in the eastern Pacific and recurves north toward Mexico. When it makes landfall, it loses that source of moist heat energy from the ocean and dissipates. Hillary was downgraded to tropical storm status by the time it made landfall in Baja, California, and is now a post-tropical cyclone as it moves through Nevada. The storm's remnants might then travel into the southwest U.S., interacting with mountains and dropping their moisture as rain. This topography helps explain why hurricanes behave differently on different sides of the U.S. The east coast and gulf region are relatively flat, allowing storms to travel more easily, while the mountainous west coasts of Mexico and California tend to break them up quicker. 
That's partly why Southern California has been getting such intense rainfall. Hillary is fragmenting and dumping its moisture much faster than a more cohesive hurricane would while lumbering along the East Coast. Think of the East Coast scenario as being like letting air out of a tire until it's flat. On the West Coast, with Hillary, it's more like popping that tire instead. Unlike remnants of previous hurricanes that have floated through northwest Mexico and dumped rain on the American Southwest, Hillary's been extra persistent because it fed on so much ocean energy early in its life. It was a monster truck-sized tire, basically. It was harder to pop and released a lot more destruction when it eventually did. For the storm to retain its structure all the way up to California, I think that is extremely rare, says Balaguru. For that to happen, the storm has to be quite intense. Now the question is, will ocean warming caused by climate change help make storms like Hillary more frequent and intense? It takes meticulous work to pinpoint what influence climate change had on a particular event, but it's generally true that a warmer atmosphere holds more moisture than a cooler one, so rainfall is getting more intense around the world. Early research suggests that hurricanes might actually decrease in their frequency, but get more destructive as ocean temperatures warm and provide extra fuel. So overall, you would have a decrease in the number of storms, but that decrease is mainly because of the fewer number of weak storms, Balaguru says. But the number of intense storms itself will increase. Hillary, then, won't be the last tropical storm to ravage northern Mexico and the southern U.S., and it almost certainly won't be the most destructive. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com slash science. Hold up. 